0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 73, I believe. Um, so, I want to apologize right off the bat, because I thought I was going to get around to doing a Christmas episode, and well, I clearly didn't, as is after Christmas, and this is not the Christmas episode. But if you are looking to hear some of my thoughts on some Christmas stuff, um... If you haven't already and you still want to listen to Christmas stuff at this point, which I don't know why you would, but to each its own, I guess. uh, You can go check out the Very Drunken Podcast at uh, verydrunkenpodcast.blogspot.com or on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other various uh, podcasting locations. Um, We talked about some of our favorite Christmas movies. Well, first we talked about what is a Christmas movie, what are considered Christmas movies, what count as Christmas movies. And then we talked some of our favorite Christmas movies. Um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, normal, you're used to a normal, like, PG, G to PG uh, uh, show, that's not for you. Um, I, it may not be for you. Uh, that is definitely R-rated. or uh, Some uh, naughty language, which, you know, kind of doesn't go along with the whole Christmas vibe. Well, not necessarily. We do talk about Bad Santa a little bit. So if you want to check out the Christmas stuff, go check out that. It's a little late, I know, so maybe not, but uh we do talk about Creed Two and Rocky Three versus Rocky Four yet again, but um I'm not here to talk about that now. I'm here to talk about Aquaman uh first of all, uh and many other things, but Aquaman, uh yeah, I did go see Aquaman, I thought it was really good, you know, um, given um the history of d c movies and the recent um recent past um you know, you don't really know what to expect. But the thing is, these one-off movies have... I mean, they've only had two of them so far, so who knows. But the one-off, like, single character movies um, with Wonder Woman... Well, I guess if you go back to Man of Steel. But I i liked Man of Steel. I didn't think it was great, but... Sure, but then they did Batman, Superman, and then Wonder Woman was in it. You know, there's Justice League, Suicide Squad, blah, blah, blah. But the Wonder Woman standalone movie was really good, and this Aquaman standalone movie I think is really good. Uh they only briefly kind of reference Justice League. It's like, oh hey, remember when we did that thing in Justice remember that, remember when you did that thing in Justice League? Uh yeah, what about it? Um yeah can you do that again but for something completely different? Sure. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh but yeah, they literally like only mention it for half a second. It's kinda weird. Uh but makes sense. Um Justice League was kind of a train wreck. Um but yeah I really did enjoy it. Um, it did pretty well at the box office. I don't know. It didn't do like Star Wars numbers or, you know, Avengers numbers or anything like that. Or even like previous DC movies numbers. But there was a lot of competition coming this weekend. Um, or that weekend. that This past weekend? Whatever. Or whatever weekend it was. You had Bumblebee that was out. You had Mary Poppins. New pair of Mary Poppins. And then, you know, that Christmas is hit. There's a new um, uh, Will Ferrell movie. And... You know, they still have the holdovers like The Grinch and Wreck-It Ralph and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of things at the movies right now. Uh, you know, they're gearing up, you know, for the holiday season. But also, you know, it's also uh, also time for award season, too. Um, which we will talk about in a little minute. Um, I mean, we don't have the Oscar nominations clearly yet. But the Golden Globes are like in a week or something crazy. Uh, they're super early this year. Um... So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I also saw a couple movies on Netflix. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, I saw the Christmas Chronicles. Uh, You know, it was Christmas time. I was like, I should probably watch something Christmassy. You know, even though I'm not doing the podcast or whatever. But I should watch something Christmassy. So I watched Christmas Chronicles. It was a new Christmas movie on Netflix with Kurt Russell as Santa. And these people from Lowell try to find Santa. And then chaos ensues, and then they have to save the day, and, and whatever, uh, typical Christmas movie stuff, uh, but it was, it was solid, you know, Kurt Russell's good, as Santa, it it worked, I think, it was kind of funny, because he's like, I'm not a fat man, there was a whole running joke about how everything, all the images of Santa are always him, like, as a fat guy, and he's like, I'm not fat, I'm Kurt Russell, I mean, he didn't say that, but, and there was a little, little, the ending was a little dumb, I thought. But, um, there was a little tag kind of at the end, uh, with, uh, Mrs. Claus, um, and they kind of tease it for a bit, but it's clearly obvious who it's going to be, if you think for a minute. Um, but yeah, I actually watched it with my nephew. He seemed to enjoy it somewhat, you know, he's only three, so to keep his attention on something for an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it was was pretty solid, pretty solid way to go. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's past Christmas at this point, so I wouldn't say let's go go out and watch it on Netflix, but uh, maybe next Christmas if you're like, ah, I need something new to watch for Christmas, you know. Because you can watch all the old ones, sure. You can go back and watch Elf again. You can go back and watch, uh, you know, Home Alone again, sure. But if you're looking for something new, this is new. And actually, it's funny. I was looking through a list of, like, Christmas movies, and... um you know there's a lot of classics out there and stuff and you know in the more recent movie in the re- more recent years there's been christmas movies but to say you know they've been classics i don't know like the night before i i don't i don't know that anyone considers that a christmas classic like what did it come out 2 years ago and no one talked about it anymore like office christmas party i think that was last year or 2 years ago at this point i don't even remember it's like yeah it was fine but it's funny looking back because 2003, for whatever reason, people seem to people have seemed to gravitate to that year um, for Christmas movies. because um, elf came out in 2003, so yeah, elf, everyone loves elf, right? You know what else came out in 2003, Bad Santa came out in 2003. Um, and you know what other movie that I've never actually seen and probably never will, but people tell me, people seem to really like it in terms of Christmas movies, um, is, um, Love Actually. All three of those movies came out in the same year, which seems weird to me given, given that, you know, how, how considered, um, like, I don't know if they're classics yet, but they're certainly in the realm of those, those movies now. Uh, that people seem to watch every year. Um, now I can't say anything about Love Actually. But Santa, Bad Santa and Elf are definitely on my list. Spoiler alert for the uh, Very Drunken Podcast. If you haven't listened to it. But it's been up for like a week now. So you probably should have already listened to it by now. Um, or more than a week. Whatever. Um, so here you go. Also on Netflix. I watched uh, last night. Uh, I, watch, I kept on seeing these random pop-up ads on YouTube for it. And I'm like, what is this movie? I haven't even heard of it. And uh, it's called Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. Also, John Malkovich is in it. Um, A few other people. Um, But I was like, what is this movie? It's, I don't, the best way I would describe it is it's kind of like The Happening. And wait, wait, before you, before you throw, no, no, I said kind of. It's not the happening, but it's kind of like the happening. Um but then also throw in like a quiet place a little bit, and then sort of Cloverfield-ish, I guess. I don't know, not as much Cloverfield-ish. But kind of, a little bit, a little bit, a tiny bit. Um it's kind of mix those three movies together, throw Sandra Bullock in it, throw it on Netflix, and it's getting some pretty good reviews. Uh, I checked it out. It was it was decent. Um, it did that weird thing where it's like the beginning is at the end, but the end or the ends at the beginning. But then like you go back. But then it did that thing where it like goes back and forth between which time frame you're working, watching. So if you're not quite completely paying attention, you're like, wait, what ha- what happened to that person? Or, but you know, it's if you're paying attention, it's not too difficult to understand. <laughs> I mean, there's kind of a divide of which ones are from the past and which ones are the current ones. But, just it's weird when you're watching it and you're, you don't expect it to be that way. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I would recommend it. I go check it out. Um, dropping tomorrow, and by the time you hear this, probably today, but could be tomorrow, um, is the Black Mirror movie. Now, I'm a little confused by the Black Mirror movie thing being a movie because a lot of the black mirror shows in of themselves are basically movies there's like a few of them that are like basically just a movie like they're long enough to be movies especially even like the christmas special they had with like john Hamm from how many years ago that's basically a movie but it was like a christmas special so it was part of it it was an episode because it's a christmas special and it was on tv But now that since it's moved to Netflix, it's like, well, where do you draw the line between what's a movie and what's a TV show on Netflix? Because it's like, with Black Mirror, it's like, what does it matter? Like, the episodes don't really mean it, don't, you know, the episodes don't matter to the other episodes. They're just, they're just one-off kind of things. I mean, yes, there's like an underlying, like, theme, and there's like, Some references in some episodes to some other episodes. But in and of themselves, they're all kind of just standalone episodes. So it's like, when you throw in just one, like, they're not doing a full season here. They're just doing the one movie. But it's like, okay, well, how long is it? Like, an hour and 40 minutes? Like, wasn't two two of the episodes, like, at least that long? It's like, why weren't they considered movies? I don't know. But yeah, the Black Mirror movie comes out tomorrow. I forget what it's called. Uh, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. Maybe. I don't know if it's any good. I haven't watched it, but... I just thought that was interesting. because I saw an ad for that today. And I'm like, oh, okay. Black Mirror's coming back. I thought it was, like, for the new season. And I was like, oh, no. It's just this one movie thing. Which is kind of like an episode. But it's a movie. It's confusing. Um. Because that leads to my dilemma. Does that count as the movie podcast? Or is it part of the TV show? You know? I don't know. But, uh. I guess it's considered a movie, so I'm going to count it towards the movie, if I end up watching it, which I probably will. Um, I also kind of want to go see Bumblebee for good things, even though I know it's a Transformer movie and a lot of them have not been good. But I've been heard heard good things. Heard the good things. I mean, it's not doing not doing great at the box office, but I think they lowered expectations with this. Uh, it didn't get that many theaters. I mean, a lot of that has to do with because it came out the same day as Aquaman, which I still think was a... Mistake on their part, Um, and obviously Mary Poppins is out too. And there's you know just a bunch of stuff up. There's only so many theaters to you know that they can show movies in. So uh, you know, I don't know, but I've heard good things. Kind of want to see Holmes and Watkins, maybe. I don't know. Might might see it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, And then Vice came out too, which I know my sister wants to see. So I may may go check it out with her. I don't know. Um, I got a couple of gift cards to AMC, but the problem is the closest movie theater to me is Showcase, so it's like, ah, do I want to go all the way to AMC? The other problem is the closest AMC to me is one of those reverse seating ones, so it's like, in the middle of the afternoon, if I was like, oh, I want to go see a movie, you gotta go, like, online and check to see whether people have already reserved the good seats, because then it's like, well, then forget it, I don't want to go, um, It's kind of annoying, whereas you just go, you know, as long as you don't mind going a little early, get there a little early at the movie theater, you can get any good seat you want at the showcase one, at least the one in Dedham. Um, I know this is for people that don't live in the Massachusetts area, this is meaningless to you, but it's a little annoying. The reserve seating thing is a little annoying to me, especially as someone that doesn't plan out to going to the movies uh, necessarily. I just wake up some days and I'm just like, I want to go to the movies. And it's like, if the good seats are already all reserved, that's stupid. Um, but anyways, I I, I digress. Um, so what else is going on? Well, um, the Golden Globes are coming up, since we're talking about movies. Uh, there's nothing really new to talk about for TV, so again, Golden Globes are co- coming up. Um, uh, they're coming up on the 6th. January 6th, um, which seems super, super early. I feel like normally they're like the 20th or something like that. Like late, usually later in in January. Um, And I don't know if that's because the Oscars are early this year. I know last year they were a little later than they had been because of the Olympics. But I feel like those keep creeping up too. I remember back in the day they used to be like in the end of March, and now they're like in in February. It's like, what happened? What happened? It's like they kind of want to keep the the all the like. It's kind of like they're jumbling all the award ceremonies together, and that's probably maybe why they moved up the Golden Globes. Because I know the the Grammys are usually like the middle of February too. I think those those have always been the me- middle of February. But then it's like, well, the Grammys are this week, and then the Oscars is next week. It's like, what? But actually, I'm not sure about that. Let me double check that. Um, but yeah, it just seems, I don't know. It's like, give me some time to watch some of these, all these movies that are coming out at the end of the year that are nominated. It's like, well, how am I supposed to know what's good when, you know, here's all the movies, and then, oh, the ceremony is like next week. It's like, what? When When would I have had any time to see any of these movies? I mean, it's just, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. Alright, so the Grammy Awards are February 10th, which I believe is a Sunday, the week after the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I didn't even see any of the nominations. I mean, there's only certain, um, categories I even care about. Uh, let's see. Um, so, Record of the Year, Cardi B, Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle? Really? Oh Brandy Carlisle I thought that said Belinda Carlisle I was like she's still relevant um, Brandy Carlisle Who I've never heard of I'm assuming is somewhat, re- somewhat somehow related uh, Maybe not uh, Maybe not I don't know. Seems weird That you have a very similar name To someone that was already a singer And you're not related But hey To each his own I guess right um, uh, yeah, I don't really care about any of this, uh, Childish Gambino, Cardio, and somebody, I don't know, Lady Gaga did something, uh, who cares, uh, let's look at the actual categories that I'd give a crap about, um, wait, the Black Panther soundtrack is nominated for album of the year? Okay, okay, fine. Oh, boy. All right, let's see. Let's go to the rock category, which I have my issues with what they consider rock these days. Best rock performance, four out of five Arctic Monkeys, When Bad Does Good by Chris Cornell. Oh, okay. He's been dead for a while now, but sure. Uh, Made in America, The Fever, 333, never heard of it. Uh, Highway Tune, Greta Van Fleet, nope. Uncomfortable by Hailstorm. Okay, Hailstorm, I've heard of. Uh, best metal performance, Condemned by the Gallows, Between the Buried and Me. Sure. Honeycomb by Death Haven. Or. Er, Death he- Heaven? Is that what's. I don't even know these bands anymore. Electric Messiah by Hell on- High on Fire. Sure. Betrayer by Trivium. Okay. On My Teeth by Underwrought. Man, I don't even know any of the rock groups anymore. Best rock song. Black Smoke Rising uh, by Greta Van Fleet. Jumpsuit by Twenty One Pilots. Mantra by Bring Me the Horizon. Mass Education by St. Vincent and Rats by Ghost. Again, no idea. Best Rock Album. Rainier Fog by Alice Chains. Okay, Alice Chains I know. Uh, Mania by Fall Out Boy. I've heard of Fall Out Boy. I don't particularly care for Fall Out Boy, but I've heard of him. Prequel... By Ghost. From the Fires by Greta Van Fleet. And Pacific Daydream by Weezer. Weezer I've heard of. There was a stupid SNL sketch about them a couple weeks ago with Matt Damon for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Let's see. um, Best Alternative Music Album. I'm guessing Beck's nominated. Um, Tranquil Bass Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Colors by Beck. There it is. (laughs) I told you. Utopia by Bjork. Okay, Bjork's still around. I thought she was playing for the Bruins, but sure. Actually, no, she got sent down, right? Not joking. Okay. Um, "America Utopia" by David Byrne. Okay, David Byrne's apparently still relevant. Sure, why not? And uh, mass education by Saint Vincent. I don't know anymore. Let's let's uh, move on down the list. The I don't. Um, the only other ones I really care about. I just I always wonder who like egot situation here. Like for like comedy and spoken word. Because those a lot of times those are the ones that get the EGOTs for people. Um, EGOT, if you're not aware, is Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. You know, the problem is, you know, the actors, I could, you know, they can get the Emmy. They can get the Oscar. They can get the Tony. Sure. The Grammy's tough for that. But with these spoken word and like comedy albums, sometimes that can be what does it. Um, Best spoken word album. Includes poetry, audiobooks, and storytelling. Audiobooks? Really? Audiobooks count? That just doesn't seem right. Uh, Accessory to War, Courtney B. Vance. Calypso by David Saradins. Excuse me. Um, Creative Quest by Questlove. Well, that doesn't really help anyone. Uh, Faith, A Journey for All by Jimmy Carter. Okay. Um, And the The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Best comedy albums. We got Annihilation by Patton Oswalt. Equanimity and the Bird Revelation by Dave Chappelle. Noble Ape by Jim Gaffigan. Stand Up for Drummers by Fred Armisen. And Tambourine by Chris Rock. Okay. I mean, I don't know if any of those are even close to EGOT status. I mean, Jimmy Carter was president, so that got to count for something, I guess, right? Um, I don't know. I've been going on way too long about the the Grammys, considering I'm probably not going to pay two cents of attention to it uh, when it actually airs. Um, I believe the, the new football league's starting that day. <laughs> actually, that's probably going to be the lead-in, because the Grammys are usually on CBS, and I think the new football league, the American... What was it called? The American Alliance of Football or something like that? It starts then. Um, you know, they're beating the XFL to the to punch. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens the next year, depending on how this goes, this year for this. League. But they already have, I mean, they have CBS, they have TV rights, so we'll see what happens. Um, Alright, so then the the Oscars... Um. R. Um. Burp, 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 burp. Uh, this is giving me last year's February twenty fourth. All right. So there's a couple weeks later. All right. I thought it was like the next week. Uh. But still, it's February. That it seems early. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong in that. But um. The uh, nomination. Uh, Rhoda. Nominations are announced on January twenty second. So there we go. But let's talk about the Golden Globes because that is the one coming up very, very, very soon, and January sixth to be exact, um, from the Beverly Hill, Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, California, Los Angeles. Uh, is Beverly Hills not part of Los Angeles? Is it like a suburb of Los Angeles or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works in Los Angeles. Um, all right, so let's see. I don't know how to do this. Let's just go in the order that's listed because I don't. I don't care that much. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always tough to know. All right, so I feel like this is the way I should do it. I should do who I, who I, who I. Well who i would nah let's see who i think's going to win that that's ultimately good but then who i think deserves it who i think deserves to win and versus who i think what or what who or what i think deserves to win and who or what i think will win okay so let's start off with the best motion picture for a drama black panther that that's a drama? I mean I guess I don't I don't know about that. Uh Black's Klansman. okay. Uh Bohemian Rhapsody. Um that's a, that Bohemian Rhapsody is considered a drama. The other category is musical or comedy. So a movie that has a lot to do with music is a drama versus I mean I guess it's not a musical, but it has a lot of music in it? I mean I don't know if it's a comedy per se. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it so I don't know. But uh, these categories are stupid. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, if Beale Street could talk, another movie that's probably all uh, has a lot of m- music involved in it, uh, and A Star Is Born, another movie that has a ton of music. I mean, I guess it's, I, it's not saying it's not a drama, but it's like all these music, all these movies have music involved, and they're dramas as opposed to musicals. I mean, I get, I get it. Musical doesn't mean there's. Oh, I get it, but it's just funny to me. All right. So who do I think's gonna win? Or who who I mean the only movie of these that I saw was Black Panther, so by default I guess I got a Black Black Panther. Um I did like Black Panther. I thought it was maybe a little overrated. Um But it was good. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, in terms of like all time Marvel movies, I think I had it what, eighth on my list? And that was before Infinity War came out, so that drops it down. Um I probably still would've put it above Ant-Man and the Wasp, but still uh you know that puts it ninth 10th i don't know where do i have it on my list I have to bring up my list real quick um uh let's see no nope, that's this year your... that's coming up too like get get ready for that that so all right so i had it I had it eighth but that didn't that doesn't include i did this list before infinity war came out um, so it's gonna be ninth because infinity war was definitely better than Black Panther um yeah all right so I guess I guess I can't really do uh, this is tough to do for me I guess you know I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna say who I think's gonna win or no say if if there's an argument and there's an argument here because this' is the only movie I saw um I'm just gonna predict who I think will win. As opposed to who I think should win or who I want to win, or whatever, uh, because obviously, I don't know. Uh, I think a Starborn is going to win, though. If I had to, t- if I had to take a guess. All right. Next up is. Um, all right. Well, let's just do the drama ones, and then we'll go back to the, the other ones. Uh, act best act, performance in a motion picture for a drama, uh, Bradley Cooper stars born, uh, for an actor. Um, Bradley Cooper stars born, uh, Willem Dafoe at Eternity Gale. W- William Dafoe was actually really good in Aquaman. I mean, that's not what he's nominated for, but he was good in that. Lucas Hedges for Boy Erased, uh Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and John David Washington for Black Klansman. Well, I saw none of those movies, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to go with Lucas Hedges because he's the one I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure maybe I know who he is. Oh, is he the guy from... No, okay. No, not the guy that I thought he was. No, I have no idea who this guy is. So he's probably going to win. Oh, he was three billboards. Okay, I know that one. Oh, I'm interested by... this, no, I haven't... I don't know. Alright, anyways. Uh, he seems like he's in a lot of those movies that get nominated for... By, but no one's seen. So, I feel like that means he's going to win. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright, then. a um, You know, this is a Golden Globe, so it's kind of... It's, it's a bit... They get, they get a bit wonky, let's just say. As opposed to the uh, Academy Awards, so they'll give it to a, a lot of people just for the sake of giving it to. All right, so for an actress, uh, Glenn Close for *The Wife*, Lady Gaga for *Stars Born*, Nicole Kidman for *Destroyer*, Melissa McCarthy for *Can You*? For, actually, Nicole Kidman again, another one, another person for *Aquaman*. Um, she uh, not nominated for *Aquaman*, but again, see all the people got nominated for they Aquaman*. It's weird. Um. Nicole Kidman, Destroyer, um, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and then R- Rosamund Pike for a Private War. I think Lady Gaga is gonna win this, just cause I don't know. It's it would be cool for Lady Gaga to be there and win. I think that anything then more than anything else. Um. Okay. Uh, next up, we got. Um, We'll go back up and do the best picture, best motion picture for a musical or comedy. So Crazy Rich Asians, um, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. I don't know that any of those necessarily are musicals or comedies. Um, they sound all like well, maybe Crazy Rich Asians might be comedy, and Mary Poppins, I guess. It's probably musical, probably a little bit of comedy, probably musical. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, as far as the favorite, Green Book and Vice, I I mean, I guess Vice is probably comedic to some degree, in the, you know, given the cast and the director. But Green Book and the favorite, I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think these are typical comedies. Uh, what do I think is going to win? I don't think Vice is going to win A lot of buzz It's getting a lot of buzz People seem to Like it I don't know We'll see Actually what yeah, That's a good question It's actually not that It doesn't have a great Rotten Tomato score Which is kind of interesting Ooh Holmes and Watson get four Maybe I won't go see that four that's pretty bad uh maybe i'll wait for that one to come out on a dvd um bubblebee's got 93 though so maybe i, I think i will go see bubblebee at some point uh all right going back to what what was i talking about oh vice yes vice i think vice will win the uh all right so best performance in a motion picture musical comedy actor christian bale for vice Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Robert Redford for The Old Man and The Gun, and John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie, which hasn't even come out yet. Um, So he'll probably win, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, if I get... uh, If I had to make a... mm, I'm going to go Lin Wenwell Miranda just because I feel like he's the guy that the, the Golden Globes would have fun giving the award to. If nothing else. Um, on the actress side of things, we've got Emily Bunt for Mary Poppins, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Elsie uh, Fisher for Eighth Grade, Charlize Theron for Tully, and Constance Wu. For Crazy Rich Asians, I'm going to go uh, Elsie Fisher, just because I don't know who that is. <laughs> is she like a, like a kid? It's called 8th grade, so I feel like she's probably like 12. I don't know. How old are you in 8th grade? Like 15, maybe 14? Let's see. Elsie Fisher. Yep, she's 15. Okay, sure, they'll give it to the kid. Kids always win for the of the game. The kids will win the Golden Globe. She won't win the Oscar, but she'll win the Golden Globe. All right, next up, we have best supporting performance in a motion picture. Just doesn't matter what kind, just any motion picture, because then they just combine everything. Um, Mashahara Ali for Green Book. Uh, Timothy Kalamet for Beautiful Boy. Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, I'm going to give it to Timothy Chalamet, because I don't know. Because I don't know. <laughs> Chalamet, Chalamet, whatever, however you say it. He spells Timothy weird anyways. Uh All right, and for the actress side, we got Amy Adams for Vice, Claire Foy for First Man, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz for The Favorite. I'm going to go Amy Adams. Then we got Best Director. Again, doesn't matter what kind of movie, musical, comedy, drama, throw them all together. We got Bradley Cooper for Starsborn, Alf- Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Peter Farrelly for The Green Book, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and Adam McKay for Vice. I'm going to go Adam McKay. All right, so we're done with the movie side of things, but let's talk about some TV stuff because we haven't talked anything about TVs. Stuff because TV's been on, most shows have been on break since the last time I did an episode. Um, so let's move on down to TV. Um All right, best television series for drama: The Americans, Bodyguard, Homecoming, Killing Eve, and Pose. Wow, I've I haven't watched any of those. Uh People seem to like Bodyguard, so I guess I'll go with that. Like, where the, where the heck's, like, Better Call Saul? That would be my pick. Um, all right, let's do best performance in a television series drama. We got actor Jason Bateman for Ozark, Stephen James for Homecoming, Richard Madden for Bodyguard, Billy Porter for Pose, and Matthew Rhys for The Americans. Um, Jason Bateman cause why not alright then on the actress side of things we have um, Kate Rihanna Balfie, is that how you say it for Outlander Elizabeth Moth for The Handmaid's Tale Sandra Oh for Killing Eve Julia Roberts for Homecoming and Kerry Russell for The Americans I must say Elizabeth Moss, sure, yeah again, I haven't seen any of these shows, so it's hard for me to judge all right, uh now let's move on to musical or comedy, musical shows I don't know. uh Barry, the Good place, kidding. The Kaminsky Method, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The only of these shows I have seen is Kidding. I've heard good things about Barry, but I haven't watched it. I did like Kidding, but I think The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel will win. Alright, now moving on to the actor and actress for musical or comedy. Uh, we got Antonio Bernan... Anten bleh, Anton and wow! I cannot say this name for some reason. Antonio Bernan... nope, can't do it. Oh boy, Antonio Banderas. There we go. For uh, genius Picasso, never heard of it. Daniel Bruhl for the alienist. I've heard of it, haven't watched it. Um. Oh wait, I'm reading the wrong thing. Excuse me, scratch that. Let's go back. Best performance of a television series, musical, or comedy. Let's go read the right category. See, there's three different categories for TV instead of... Forget it. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen for Who is America, Jim Carrey for A Kidding, Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, Daniel Daniel uh, Donald Glover for Atlanta, and Bill Hader for Barry. I'm going to go Bill Hader... And then on the actress side we got Christian Christian no Kristen Bell for The Good Place, Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown, Allison Brie for Glow, Rachel Bonasson for The Marvel at a Marvelous Mrs Ma, Marvelous Mrs Maisel, and Deborah Messing for Will & Grace. I feel like some of those are just for the sake of act and for the sake of giving them a nomination so they'll be there, I guess. Um I think I'm gonna go Rachel Bra- Brosnan. I yeah that one. Wait, she's the was she in? Hmm. Yeah, she was in House of Cards as Rachel, right? She was okay. The like girl that was like the was she uh call girl or something and like she knew about the murder of the the senator guy so then the Doug or whatever had to like keep her under wraps yeah alright yeah her she'll show one however you say last name alright next up uh, I kind of jumped around here, but, um, let's see, they got it listed weird. So, let's do best miniseries or television film. The Alienist, The Assassination of Gianna Versace, American Crime Story, Escape of Danamora, Sharp Objects, and A Very English Scandal. Wow. The only show of all the nominated shows in TV, miniseries, television, blah, blah, only one I've watched it is Kidding. That is weird. What? What Siri? I didn't even say your name, or did I? Did I ever say Siri at any point? I don't remember saying it. Um, did I say seriously? Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't. I don't know. A sharp objects, maybe. I haven't seen any of these shows, so let's go sharp objects. Alright, so then we got the best performance in a miniseries or television film. That is what I was trying to read before. Antonio Banderas uh, for Genius Picasso. Daniel Brühl for The Alienist. Uh, Darren Criss for The Assassination of John... Benedict Cumberbatch for Patrick Melrose. And Hugh Grant for A Very English Scandal. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to go Antonio Banderas because why not? Again, seems like it's someone that if they show up, they'll win. That, I mean, not that that's the way it should be, but I kind of feel that it's the way it could be, especially with the Golden Globes. Um,. And then the actress side of things, we have Amy Adams for Sharp Objects, Patricia Arquette for uh, Escape of Dannemora, Connie Britton for Dirty John, Laura Dern for The Tale, and Regina King for Seven Seconds. You know what? Double, double globes. Let's go Amy Adams. Double globes. Um, and then we got the best performing performance, which includes all of those things uh, together, because that makes sense. Uh, we got uh Alan Arkin for the Kaminsky method, uh Kieran Culkin for succession, Edgar Ramirez for the assassination of Johnny for Johnny Versace, Ben Wershaw for a very English scandal, and Henry Winkler for Barry. I'ma go Henry Winkler. The Fawns, he deserves another award for something. Didn't he win the I think he won the Emmy. If I remember correctly, um, or at least he was nominated. I think he won. I don't remember. Uh, supporting actress, we got Alex Borstein for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Pat- uh, Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects, Penelope Cruz for the Assassination of Johnny uh Tandy Newton for Westworld, and Giovanni Strovoli for The Handmaid's Tale. I'm gonna go Penelope Cruz. All right, there we go, the Golden Globes. January 6th on NBC? WNBC, I believe. I could be wrong. Yes, NBC. Check it out if you're not watching football. Actually, it probably won't be a football game on at the time anyways. Unless there's a snowstorm. Remember that last year there was like ice storm in Pittsburgh and they had to put the game on later? That was good. They should have done that. They should have just done that. Had the Sunday night games. That's what I would have done. But hey. Hey. I don't run the NFL. So whatever. Uh, Before we get to the NFL. One little more TV note. Which actually bleeds into music. Which I know we already kind of talked about the Grammys. So Looney Tunes. Had like a Christmas specials thingy. And um. Uh. I guess, like, an asteroid was coming to destroy the Earth, and they had to, like, stop it. And for some reason, they decided, and this is, like, a new version of Looney Tunes. Not, like, old school Looney Tunes. It's a new version. It, Porky Pig looks weird. Um, Bugs Bunny looks the same. Porky Pig looks weird. There's, like, a goat guy or something now. I don't know. I don't know. I like only saw, like, a brief clip in it. But for some reason, they get Axl Rose to help them. The Axl Rose just shows up. He's like, oh, hey, I'll help, because I'm Axl Rose. Okay, and then they they proceed to um, play music really, really loud to destroy the uh, Asteroid, and they play a song called Rock the Rock, which people are kind of confused by now. Is like, wait, is this a new Guns N' Roses song? Or, like, what is this? Is this just Axl Rose, like, doing a solo thing? It kind of even sounds like ACDC a little bit. I mean, Rock the Rock. Um Sounds very ACDC ish. Um, no one knows, but interesting to note because I was just thinking the other day. It's been ten years since uh, Chinese democracy, drama a uh, Chinese. Dr- wow, I I can't speak today. Chinese democracy came out, and I was like, huh. I know Guns and Roses has been touring and whatever, and they kind of released a new song. I mean, it was an old song, but they re-released it. Whatever. I'm wondering if they're going to do another album because. Supposedly there was three albums worth of songs for the Chinese Democracy, which we never heard of anything after the first one came out. But now we hear this, which is kind of weird because I was just thinking about this and uh, I don't know what it is. Who knows? I don't know if anyone cares, but uh, really interesting timing on that. Um, All right, let's move on to other stuff. Uh, I, I... I can't really say too much about it because I haven't actually opened it or played it yet, but I finally got Spider-Man on PS4. I'm planning on probably, as soon as I finish uh, recording this and editing it and uh, and whatever, I think I'm going to crack that open and start playing Spider-Man. Also, But I also got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, so I'm kind of tempted to crack that open and play that too. Uh, but uh, yeah, one of those two games is getting played after I finish this up, and then the other one will probably be not too long after that. But... Just wanted to mention those because next episode I probably will be discussing those a little bit more detail. I know they're not new. Well, Smash Brothers is. Spider-Man's been out for a bit. But still, I haven't played it. It's new to me. If I haven't seen it, it's new to me, right? Wasn't that the NBC slogan one summer? Um, Alright, so moving on to sports. Uh, NBA is, you know, got, got, you know, rolling along. Celtics uh, won their big Christmas game against the 76ers. Now they're playing the Rockets tonight. Should be a big matchup. I know Chris Paul's still out and Harden's actually banged up. He's supposed to play, though. Uh, but still, for the Celtics, they got a lot of their injury guys back. So Except for Aaron Baines. Oh, poor Aaron Baines. He went back for a bit. So, But they've started... I don't know. They like went on a kind of a skid for a bit. I mean, they were playing well and then... Injuries and then skid, but then the guys are back blah, blah, Won a couple games We'll see, tonight will be a good um, Barometer to see Where they're at uh, I mean not that Houston's been great this year But still uh, But it's interesting to note also that this is exactly A year ago On this same, the Thursday after th- uh, Christmas When the Celtics played the Rockets At home, this year they're in Houston, but at home Made a huge comeback James Harden had a couple of offensive fouls real late. Celtics ended up winning, um, I believe, in overtime, if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, hope the rematch tonight, sort of. I mean, I think they played another time in the last season, but whatever. That's not the point. Um, but it's interesting that it's exactly the year ago, or almost a year ago today, but that Thursday after uh, Christmas. Um All right. NHL is still on their break. Actually, they come back today. They do a little like Christmas break. There, there's no games. Uh, last three games, um, Bruins kind of took a little skid into the break by losing, blowing a two goal lead and losing to the Carolina Hurricanes, aka the Hartford Whalers, who are wearing the old Hartford Whalers jerseys. But they did have a good win, big win the day before against uh, Nashville in um in Boston. So tonight they're back in Boston against the Devils. Should be good. Uh check it out. Um Tampa Bay still kind of running away with things. In the NBA, it's a bit of uh, a mixed. I mean, Toronto's been doing really well, but everyone's kind of all jumbled in bet- after that, you know. Even like Golden State, they got beat up by the Lakers on 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 Christmas and I don't know, no one's really like taking the reins and just running with it. Everyone's kind of jumbled right now. Outside of Toronto Even Toronto's not that Far ahead anymore Um You know Pacers And And uh Um Pacers and the uh 76ers And the uh, Who's the other team right behind them Oh no there's another team Cause in the Celtics Oh the Bucks The wonky Bucks Yes Who killed the Celtics uh, last Friday Uh Giannis the Greek Freak anyways um, then of course we get to the NFL so the final week coming up final weekend uh, week 17 but there's still a lot to go down I mean for the most part outside of a couple of teams the um, the um, um, playoff teams are decided the only there's only there's one playoff team to be cited in the, or wait, is it two? No, I guess it's two. Yeah, yeah. So there's two more to be cited in the ASC, and there's one more to be cited in the NFC. So it basically, it comes down to this. Uh, in the AFC, Patriots clinched. They're in, they're in the lead right now because Houston lost for, uh, what is happening on my TV right now? They're in the lead right now for the second seed. They could still get the first seed if both the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Chargers both lose. Chances of that happening aren't great. They're playing the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders. Um, So either way, I feel like one of them, at least one of them, is going to win. But it'll be interesting to see because if Chiefs lose and Chargers win, the Chargers jump over the Chiefs and end up at the one seed. Chiefs will drop down to the four seed. No, five seed, excuse me. Um,. Patriots, I think, will wrap things up against the Jets. They'll end up with the the uh the two seed most likely. Uh then the three and four seed are interesting because right now the Texans are uh well Yeah, the Texans are have clinched their division. They're in the playoffs. But if they lose and either If they lose to the Jaguars, whoever wins the Colts and Titans, I think, will leapfrog them and win the division, which means, although I'm not 100% sure about that, Um, but I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever wins that will then could jumpfrog and win the division. Houston would then fall down to the um, fourth, no, sixth seed? Sixth seed. Yes, sixth seed. But, also, the Ravens and Steelers, if the Ravens beat the Browns, or the, yeah, the Browns, right? The Ravens are playing the Browns? I don't even know anymore. I can't keep track. Um, so the Ravens are playing the Browns, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Now I'm confusing myself. Um. Yeah, the Ravens are playing the Browns. If they can win, they win the division. They'll end up with four seed. Um, and but if Pittsburgh wins and the Ravens lose, Pittsburgh gets that four seed. But there's a scenario where if Pittsburgh can win and the Ravens can win, but then the the Colts and, and Titans tie. Then Pittsburgh gets in, I don't know. <laughs> I mean it it gets a little wonky after that point, but so I don't see any of that happening. Basically it's probably if the Ravens can win, they're in, and then whoever wins the Colts uh Titans game is in. Depending on what happens with the Texans, they could win the division or not. Um and then I mean chances are the one of the either the Chiefs or or charges will win and the Patriots will win. So if I had to guess I would say it would come down to this. So, week one, wild card matchup. It's going to be the Ravens uh, hosting the Chargers, and then the Texans uh, playing the the um, Steelers. Yes, no, not the Steelers. Titans or Colts. Okay, yes. So a battle of the AFC South and then um, Chargers and Colts and uh, Ravens. That would be my guess, but we'll see how it plays off. Winners going on and playing the Patriots and the Chiefs. Now on the NFC. Ooh, okay. So Cowboys have clinched their division. I think they're pretty much locked in. I don't think they can change where they're at. They're going to be the four seed no matter what. Um, uh, the... Uh, the Saints are locked in at the 1 seed. I know that. Um, and then... it the, If the Rams can win, they'll get the 2 seed. If they lose and Chicago wins, Chicago will jump ahead and get the 2 seed. And the Rams will end up the 3 seed, which is crazy to think of. Seattle's locked in at the 5. So Seattle Cowboys, I think, are set. Or maybe not, actually. No, I take that back. Seattle's not set at the five seed. If the Vikings win and Seattle loses, they'll end up at the six seed. Um, but if the Vikings lose, if the Vikings lose and Philadelphia wins, they'll get the five seed. Oh, and Seattle, I, you know, actually, I don't know. I don't know the tiebreaker between Seattle and Philadelphia. Because um, if if Philadelphia wins and Minnesota and Seattle both lose. They could end up the 5 seed and, and play the Dallas Cowboys. But chances are Seattle will win. They'll get the 5 seed. I mean Minnesota I would imagine would win. But you know they're playing the Bears. So the Bears of, kind of like eh. They, I don't know. That's going to be a tough game. That can, that's going to be a tough game. Because the Bears still have something to play for. Um, if the Rams lose. Um, that will be interesting. Philadelphia, on the other hand, is playing Washington who doesn't have a quarterback, so <laughs> I feel like they're going to win pretty easily. I could be tough. I feel like the Eagles are going to do it. I feel like the Eagles, I think the Bears are going to win. Bears going to beat the Vikings. Eagles are going to beat the Redskins. It's going to be Eagles, Cowboys next week. Um, it's going to be Seattle and I think the Rams because the Rams will beat, beat uh, whoever they're playing. The 49ers, I think. Um Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. But there we go. That's those are the scenarios going on. Uh NFL playoffs coming right at you. Alright, so let's move along. Let's talk to some UFC action. Some crazy stuff going down in the UFC uh once again. Cause John Jones Bones Bony Bony jony, Bony Jones Jones Bones is causing the chaos once again. Um so here's what happened. Um Um, Well actually let's go back a little bit Let's talk about UFC fight The last UFC on Fox Which happened a couple weeks ago from Milwaukee Um, How'd I do? Not well Did I really watch any of it? Not really Uh, I got 5 right uh, 6 wrong And then there was a cancelled No 5 right, 7 wrong And then there was a cancelled Fight Yeah, It's not great by my end But um, eh, It happens Anyways, moving forward. So here's the story. John Jones got busted for something, some sort of steroid related um substance back when he beat Cormier in July of 2017. Um he got suspended um for a year, I guess, or whatever it was. So he got suspended, he had to go through all like the testing and whatever. And then he was leading up to this fight in Las Vegas on Saturday, the 29th, um, UFC 233, the 232. And it was supposed to be at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, California. So a couple weeks ago, um, he got, he got, uh, they got tested again. And there was, they found trace amounts of that same substance still in his system. And basically, the scientists were like, "Well, you know, you know, given that he give given the way he took this um, substance back then, yes, there is still possibility that there's this is. It doesn't seem like he took any more. It's this is still the same thing from before, and it's such low level that it's not going to help him. It's not. It's not going to help him at all in a fight. It's just kind of lingering because of the way the the drug, you know, stays in the system or whatever." But at that point, it's not, um, you know, it doesn't matter. But the Las Vegas or the Nevada Athletic Commission or whatever was like, nope, can't have it. Not going to do it. Um, Sorry, like you can't fight. Um, He can appeal, but we don't have any more appeal processes coming up this year. He can do that in January. Well, obviously, he can't do that because the fight's on Saturday. Uh, So I think they found out this last week, if I remember correctly. Um, I read him earlier this week. Now I think I, now, no it was last week. Definitely last week. Um, so they're like, well, screw that. Like, he got tested um before this in California, and they said he was good. So we're moving it to California. So they're moving the whole pay per view from the T-Mobile Arena in in Las Vegas to the Forum in Inglewood, California, Los Angeles. I mean, apparently all the fighters were cool with it. Everyone seemed cool with it. I mean, if I bought tickets to go to Vegas and bought tickets for the fight, I don't know the I would be very cool with it. Um, especially if you know I had to make accommodations and ticket, you know, obviously flight tickets and hotel rooms and whatever, and tickets to the fight. And all of a sudden it's like, oh well, it's gonna be in California now. I mean, you can still use your 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 tickets to the 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 fight, but like. You're gonna have to get a new hotel. You have to get some way to get to California. Yeah, I can't imagine a lot of the fans that were going to the to UFC, and when I say the fans, I mean the real fans, not the celebrities that show up and be like, oh, yeah. Clearly, they can go to Los Angeles instead of Las Vegas. I don't think they really care, um, and whatever the fighters, I'm sure are getting you know, compensated from UFC for it, so they don't care. Um, but yeah, the real fans that had bought tickets for you know this and everything and made plans and whatever. Yeah, oh, sorry. It's not going to be here anymore. Ah, John Jones still causing chaos. So, yeah. There we go. That's what's happening. Uh, UFC 232 is now in Los Angeles at the Forum or Inglewood, whatever you want to call it. Um and yeah, this is so this is it for Fox. This is the last Fox coverage of UFC that we're going to have Because it moves to ESPN next week Um But yeah, so, um Uh Well, let's do this We got 13 scheduled fights Of course, you know, given UFC's history Um, you know, some of these might not happen I mean, a John Jones, uh test positive for something tomorrow wouldn't surprise me. Um, or someone gets run over by a bus or something wouldn't surprise me either. That's um, UFC after all. Um, yeah, so let's do it. Uh, there's the early preliminary fight which is on the UFC Fight Pass. Um, so I don't know if that's going to change when things move over to ESPN because I know that stuff's going to be in ESPN Plus and whatever. I, d- I would doubt the early preliminary card would change. But the preliminary card, some of them are ESPNs. some are ESPN Plus. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, and they're chopping it down to twelve pay per views next year. Although one of them had to get moved around from Anaheim to some some reason. It was supposed to be a fight night. It was supposed to be a pay per view, but now it's a fight night because some guy couldn't fight. I don't know. I forget what happened. Whatever doesn't matter. Not till next year. Let's do this. UFC two thirty two. Let's go. First fight is a bantamweight fight between Brian Kelleher and Montel Jackson. Brian Kelleher... Uh, oh, wait. No, it's a different guy. Okay. Uh, Montel Jackson, Brian Kelleher... I'm going Brian Kelleher. Alright, next up we have a, a welterweight battle between Chris Melender and uh, Sayar... I don't know if I said that right, but I wouldn't surprise me if I didn't. I'm going to go with Curtis Milander. Alright, next up we have a middleweight, bat, yeah, middleweight bout between Uriah Hall and Bevan Lewis. I'm going to go with Uriah Hall. And then finally, the final card, uh, final match on the early preliminary card is the bantamweight battle between Andre Iwelli and Nathaniel Wood. I'm going to go with Nathaniel Wood because he's Inglewood. He's up to no good. And no other reason. Um, all right, now moving on to the preliminary card that's on FS1. For the final time, FS1. I believe it starts at 8 o'clock. I will double-check right now, but I don't see why I wouldn't. It normally always does. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, the pre-show. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, the pre-fight show starts 6.30. Oh, 6.30. That seems early. And then the prelims start at 8 o'clock. And then the actual pay-per-view starts at ten, I believe. And I just want to check real quick to see. Yeah. Sixty-five dollars on H in HD on pay-per-view, just to let you know. Or you can go find a bar. I'm sure Hooters is showing it. I know Jake and Joe's, if you're in the Boston area, is showing it. I'm sure plenty of other bars. Probably Buffalo Wild Wings, maybe Dave and Buster's. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm. Su- there's very. There's plenty of ways to watch it if you want. Um, so the preliminary card uh, starts off with a lightweight battle between P.J. Ben and Ryan Hall. P.J. Ben still going at it, huh? I Feel like he's been fighting forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with. You know, it's screwed. I'm going with P.J. Ben. Uh, next up, there's a bantamweight battle between Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Peter Yan. Let me go, Douglas Sil- Silva de Andrade. Uh, next up, we have a women's featherweight battle between Kat Zingano versus Megan Anderson. Mm, going, Megan Ang- Anderson. All right. Next up, we have a heavyweight battle between Andre Adolfsky and, and uh, Walt Harris. Um, Adolfsky, Andrea Adolfsky, I think. Walt Harris. Uh, I'm going with Walt Harris. All right. Then that's <clears throat> that's it for the uh, preliminary fights. Now we move on to the main card. Um, which will be on pay-per-view. <clears throat> you can also get it on the fight pass, I believe. Um, start off with a featherweight battle between Chad Mendes and Alexander Volkanovsky. Go Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, next up, there is the light heavyweight battle between Lier Latifi... And Corey Anderson. I'm going to go Corey Anderson. Next up, we have a welterweight battle between Carlos Conduit and Michael Chezia. Chezia? Cheza Michael Cheeza. Something like that. I'm go Carl- Carlos Conduit. <clears throat> and then we get to the two big matches of the night... Um, first up we have the Women's Featherweight Championship. Uh, Chris Cyborg defending against the, um, Amanda Nunez, who is the, what is she, the Bantamweight Champion? Yeah, she's currently the Bantamweight Champion. But this is just for the Featherweight Battle, uh, Featherweight Championship that Chris Cyborg is defending. Ooh, uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Obviously, Nunez is moving up in weight? Down in weight? I don't know which one's which. I don't know which one, where is where is what in the in the in the um let me look it up actually. That is uh So featherweight is above bantam weight. So okay. Yeah so Nunez is moving up for this battle. That's what I thought. Um yeah, that's that's uh Hmm, I feel like Cyborg's going to win. Cyborg of course is 21 and 1 and 1. The only time she ever lost was her first match ever. And then she had a uh, no contest that was overturned because of s- steroids. <clears throat> so, I am going go with Chris Cyborg on this one. Um, I just think moving up in weight is going to be too much for Nunez. Obviously, Chris Cyborg is, hasn't really lost in a long, 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 long time. <laughs> and then finally, in the main event of the even, evening for the <clears throat> uh, currently um, vacant light heavyweight championship because Cormier moved up to heavyweight and won that. And uh, basically, they decided well, well, you're not going to defend it. So here's having. Um, Match between the former champion, John Jones, and Alexander Gustafson. Uh, they fought before. Uh, Jones won. Um, let's see. Um, Gustafson also lost to Cormier not too long back. Come off two wins. Um, Jones, of course, coming off the win slash forfeit to Cormier due to testing positive. Um... Yeah, I can't go against I, I really have a hard time going against John Jones. I mean, he'll probably screw it up somehow, but I'm going with John Jones on this one. And there we go. That is UFC. For the now we'll do it for UFC for 2018 and we'll do it for UFC on Fox coverage. Uh, we'll move on to next year and have ESPN on uh, UFC on ESPN. So lots of letters. Alright, so let's move on to what happened at WWE TLC. Um, it was a pretty good show. It was pretty long for um, what is not like a t- traditionally um, a um, big pay-per-view, but considering it's dual-branded, I don't know. Just It was a lot of matches. Let's go over them real quickly. Um, Buddy Murphy beat Cedric Alexander, retain the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Elias beat Bobby... Lashley in the ladder match, which was kind of a weird ladder match in that the guitar was above them, so they had to retrieve the guitar. But then it was unsure whether it was like a pole match, where like you get something that's on a pole, and then once you receive it, you can use it, and then it's like a normal like pinfall match. But no, in this case, whoever got the ladder, whoever got the guitar first won. So Elias won. Um, but then there were shenanigans afterwards. Bobby Lashley beat up Rise. Those were the pre-show matches. The actual show, Fabulous Truth, beat Mahalisha to win the Mixed Match Challenge, which means they get the 30th spots in the uh, Royal Rumbles, and they can they could choose to go on vacation anywhere they wanted, which ended up being Stanford, Connecticut, to the WWE Studios, which, I'm not sure why they haven't followed up on that yet, but that's that's that. Um, the Bar defeated the New Day and the Usos to retain the, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Then in a TLC match, which again was a little weird, uh, Baron Corbin came out with Heath Slater, said Strowman wasn't there, count to 10, no forfeit, Heath Slater being the referee. Um, but then before he got to 10, out came Strowman, and then I was also noticed, but he was all bandaged up, but it was a notice qualification match, so in came Finn Balor, Paul Cruz, Bobby Roode, and uh, Chad Gable. And they helped beat up Corbin, and ultimately, um, Strowman won by pinfall. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Natalya defeated Ruby Riot, in a tables match, uh... Ruby Riot brought out the table with Jim Neidhart on it, but then uh, until he had a table with Ruby Riot on it, and ultimately she went to that table. Um, Finn Balor beat Drew McIntyre in a singles match, thanks to Dolph Ziggler, with help from Dolph Ziggler. Ray Mysterio beat Randy Orton in a chairs match. Uh, Ronda Rousey beat Nia Jax by submission to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles to retain the WWE Championship. Dean Ambrose beat Seth Rollins to win the Intercontinental Championship. And then finally in the main event, Asuka beat Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, thanks to Ronda Rousey, in a TLC match to win the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. All in all, it's a pretty solid show. Um, Then the next night on Raw, they made the announcement that, well, Baron Corbin was fired. um, But instead of replacing him, they decided the McMahons are now just going to be in charge. This also led to uh, Page being no longer the GM of SmackDown, so the Smack, so the all the McMahon's, so that Vince, Shane, Stephanie, and then Triple H are in charge of both Raw and SmackDown now. So they're making rules and changes and stuff and whatever. They're also bringing up a bunch of NXT guys, Lars Sullivan we knew about, uh, they're also bringing up Heavy Machinery, uh, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, and. EC3 They haven't announced which shows they're going to be on yet But they're all on the way um, Nothing else really else to say Other than um, They announced obviously um, Braun Strowman since he won his match Fight Brock Lesnar a Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship Drew McIntyre, uh, Drew McIntyre Declared himself for the Royal Rumble Joining R-Truth R-Truth of course gets the 30th spot Carmella gets the 30th spot the Women's. No other matches have been announced there was a rumored Becky Lynch Oscar match, which was then sort of announced, but then not announced for the women, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. What else? Um, Vince McMahon announced that in the next year there's going to be a um, a um, uh, women's tag team uh, championship that will take place, or you know, that will be in, unveiled at some point. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn are on the way back. John Cena will be returning to SmackDown next week But we'll be on both SmackDown and Raw Um that's about it, that covers the WWE side of things Um, oh Nope, it doesn't, Rusev beat Shinsuke Nakamura On SmackDown on Christmas To win the, uh Which, which was Coincided with Rusev's birthday And also Rusev Day uh, To, um, win the United States Championship that's about it I mean I kind of that. I think that kind of Puts the nail in the coffin For Shinsuke Nakamura To be quite honest with you But we'll see <clears throat> um, Yeah that covers The WWE side of things Now let's go back And jump back At the The Arwich final battle Because this will kind of lead Into what's next um, Oh so by the way Before we go any further um, I ended up going Let's see Buddy Murphy got right Bobby Lashley, I got wrong. Fabulous Truth, I got right. Who I got wrong. Braun Strowman, I got right. Ruby Riley I got wrong. Drew McIntyre, I got wrong. Mysterio, Rousey, Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose, I got right. Becky Lynch, I got wrong. So my total for the evening was... 7 and 5. And total for the weekend, 18 and 15. So not great. Oh wait, I haven't got to... Alright, so eighteen fifteen. Spoiler alert if you're paying attention at home. Um, so A- Ring of Honor Final Battle. Um, decent show, uh, decent show, um, uh, Kenny King beat Eli Isom, so I got that one wrong, Jeff Cobb beat Heyman Page, mm, kind of obvious given that Heyman Page is leaving, um, uh, Kelly Klein won the women's title, so I got that one wrong, um, Zach Sabre Jr. beat, um... Jonathan Gresham got that one right. Uh, Matt Taven beat um, Dalton Castle. Got that one right. Marty Scroll beat um, Christopher Daniels. Got that one right. Not surprised because obviously Christopher Daniels is leaving. Marty Skol sticking along for a little bit, little bit longer. Flip Gordon uh, beat. Um, oh, this was an interesting one. Flip Gordon beat Billy Bully Ray and I Quit match with the help of. Um, well, Silas Young did show up. So the rumors about him going to WWE, not sure. Um, but um, without Sandman, um, but it was interesting because throughout the course of the show, there was this very attractive lady sitting right, center, center front and center behind uh, the the ring, seemingly by herself, which was a bit odd for a wrestling show. Let's let's be honest. So I was thinking to myself the whole time, I'm like, she must be like a wrestler's girlfriend or something. But at no point did they acknowledge her throughout the show. Until they got to this match. And they're like, oh yeah, see that woman right there? That's Flip Gordon's girlfriend. And then, of course, Billy Ray, you know, got in her face. And she got involved. But it was just so sort of like... Hey, clearly that girl's not just sitting there by herself. At a wrestling show, front and center. You know. <laughs> at Ring of Honor. Like, it just was like... so out of, She was so out of place. Um Then, um... So... Then it got a little tricky because I assumed Jay Lethal and Cody Rhodes was going to be the main event. It wasn't. The ladder war was. So it kind of ruined my theory about how they had all the guys that were leaving lose, but then have him win as a twist. But, of course, doing it this way, yeah, it didn't really work. So Jay Lethal retained the title over Cody. who's on his way out. And then the Briscoes won the ladder war to win back the tag titles because Young Bucks are on their way out. Frankie Kasarian's supposedly on his way out, I don't know about Scorpio Sky, but it doesn't really matter, um, so, overall, pretty solid, um, pay-per-view, um, they extended it to four hours, which I didn't really felt It definitely helped it, because I feel like there some of these matches had enough time to, you know, get going, as opposed to if they were stuck to a three-hour limit, Um, Well, I don't think they would have had nine matches if they were stuck to a three-hour limit. But, regardless, yes. It was a solid card. And that leads to what's taking place on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. Um, It's going to be another interesting card given, you know, sort of like what happened with Ring of Honor. Based off of what some of these guys are going to do. Well, these guys aren't sticking around in New Japan, so kind of gives away a little bit of what's happening but it's not totally cut and clear of what they're going to do or how it's all going to pan out um but you know I kind of have to go with that theory cuz it definitely was a factor in the ring of honor um bro right, let's go to it King, uh, wrestle kingdom 13 <clears throat> taking place on um January 4th uh i don't know If it's going to be on pay-per-view It's going to be on the New Japan World I don't know that it's going to be No, it's going to be on Fight TV They're going to show it on tape delay on Access TV I think that Saturday, possibly? Unsure about that, but You know, stay, stay, you know Check your local listings, basically Um, I don't think I can look that far ahead at this point um maybe Friday or Saturday? Well, the fourth is let's see, the fourth next the fourth next Friday, but it's like in Japan, so it's gonna be super early. So it's probably on Saturday, that'd be my guess. Or maybe Sunday. I don't know. Take your little listeners. Um Alright, let's get to the matches. Now I'll be honest, I haven't really been following New Japan very closely outside of like the big big shows. I mean I know some of what's going on, but not like a ton. Um, so, yeah, you know, okay. Maybe in the new year when they start kind of doing things more current on Access TV, I can kind of start paying attention a little more closely, but we'll see. There's a lot of wrestling on, so it's tough to follow everything. All right, coming up first on the um, pre-show is a gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders to the never open weight six-man tag team championship. Um, That includes the most violent players, which is Togi Makabe and Toru Yano, uh, and their partner, Rizuke Tajuchiki, uh, taking on Yuji Nagata, Jeff Cobb, and Dave Finley, uh, taking on, representing Chaos, Hiroku Goto, Beretta, and Chucky T, taking on suzuki Gun, represented by Minori Suzuki, Lance Archer, and... David Bowie Smith Jr. taking on the Elite, represented by Hangman Page, Yuru, Takahashi, and Marty Skrull. Well. Mm, it's a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with Suzuki Gun. Murro, Suzuki, Lance Archer, and David Boy Smith. Seems like a solid three uh, six man team. Um all right, next up we move on to the main show uh first match is <clears throat> for the as a singles match for the never open weight championship Bushi, the champion defending a will Osprey now Koda is another one of those guys that is rumored to be leaving to go join the elite wrestling alliance or whatever it's called. Um, so, given that he's a champion right now, and Will Ospreay is not rumored to be going anywhere, I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. Uh, next up, we have, um, three-way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Uh, the champions are representing suzuki gun or... Yoshihob- Yoshinobu Kanamaru uh, and El Desperato taking on Rapongi 3K, Shonyo and versus representing Los Inko- Inkonabes de Hopon Bushi and Shingo Takagi Takagi? Takagi Taka- um, hmm. I'm going to go with Roppongi 3K uh, I'm sorry for the background noise my nephew is yelling about something, as he tends to do, since he's three years old, I don't know, oh, there's only one piece, no, two piece, all right, Roppongi 3k for that one, next up, we have a singles match for the British Heavyweight Championship, which I was a little confused about, because I was like, does New Japan have a, British Heavyweight Championship, but it's actually the RPW um, Revolution Pro Wrestling British Heavyweight Championship. I guess they have some sort of working agreement. And we got Tomohiro Ishii defending Zack Sabre Jr. Hmm. I think I'm going with another title change. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. I think he's going to win it. Uh, next up, we have Next up, we have a, another triple threat for tag team champions, this time the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Um, it is Gorillas of Destiny, Tomatonga, and Tongaloa defending their titles against Los coach Donables de Hopon, Sanada, and Evil, and the Young Bugs Matt and Nick Jackson. Obviously, they're on their way out. Um, I think the Gorillas of Destiny will, will um, retain. Now, obviously, the girls and Destiny are still in the Bullet Club that broke off of, from the Elite. The Elite now with its own separate thing versus the Bullet Club, and then, but they're still the OG Bullet Club, which includes the Gorilla's Destiny. Um, and also, Jay White's in it and Gato. Free Adult is in it. Um, next up, we have Cody defending the... Is Juice Robinson in it? Cody defending the IWGP United States Championship against Juice Robinson. Um, no, okay. I don't think he's. I don't think he joined the Bullet Club. As far as I know, he didn't. Okay. Anyways, well, given that Cody is doing his own thing, I kind of gotta go with Juice Robinson here. Uh, next up, we have the singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. We have Kushida defending about, against Tijiri, Tijiri, Taji, Taji Ishimori. I'm going to go Kushida. Although, I'm hearing rumors he might go WWE. Hmm. No, I'm going to go Kushida. I heard there was rumors, but then it sounded like he wasn't going anywhere. So, going to to retake. Next up, we just have a regular old singles match. Between Kazuchika Okada taking on Jay White. Now, obviously, Gato was Kazuchika Okada's second, as they call him, manager. Yeah, forever. And part of chaos. But then he flipped and joined up with Jay White. And joined the Bullet Club, or the OG Bullet Club, or whatever it is. Um, so now they're part of that. Um, so he's kind of trying to get revenge, I guess. However, you want to call it. Um, because Jay White had been in the chaos, but broke off. Now, supposedly, Okada's another one of those guys that's leaving. And I feel like given what the push that they're giving Jay White, I feel like it makes sense that Jay White would win. Next up, we have match, singles match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, we got just Jericho defending the title against Tetsuya Tesu- Tesu- Naito. I didn't say that right, did I? Tetsuya Naito. I think that's better. Um, now you never know what, what Jericho's gonna do. There's rumors that he's part of this elite, um, wrestling thing. There's rumors that he's gonna be at the Royal Rumble, you know? So you never know. Um, does he stick around in Japan? Maybe. I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, he only works, like, a few days a year. He's, like, kind of like Brock Lesnar over there. Um, does he tour the? I mean, the, as far as I know, the Fozzy tours over. So, whatever he's going to do in wrestling, I feel like is going to be what he's going to do this year. Um, and and it seems like he might join the elite thing, or I could see him definitely coming back and doing the WWE another WWE run. So I, I but I don't see him sticking around in Japan. So I think Naito's going to win. I mean, there's a lot of changes, but I feel like with the changing landscape, it's it's um, necessary. And finally, in the main event of the evening, uh, Kenny Omega defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And again, Kenny Omega, rumored to be leaving, joining the elite, uh, whatever, wrestling thing. Or this all could be a ruse, and they all could be going to WB. I doubt it, I doubt it, but that would be crazy if it was. Or, I mean, so the the whole rumored thing is that they got backing from the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jim Ross is involved and Jericho's involved and it's the elite, So, but then also Okada and Ibushi and uh, Christopher Daniels. And possibly and Frankie Kazarian and possibly Shinsuke Nakamura and a couple other guys. His contracts are coming up. <clears throat> That'd be a big undertaking. And not The Undertaker, because The Undertaker well, <laughs> I don't think The Undertaker's going anywhere. And even if he did, he couldn't be called The Undertaker. Um, that's a lot happening. Whether it happens, I don't know. What could be this complete crazy twist on that whole thing is it's getting backed supposedly by the... the um, Jacksonville Jaguars owner but supposedly he might have an in on some television but what if it, what if it ended up being on the WWE network that'd be that'd be crazy that'd be a crazy twist and while i mean i don't think it would ever happen cuz i don't think Vince would want that to be on his network if he's not controlling it but if they did do that if they allowed them to be on the network and kind of just do their own thing but at some points here and there interact that could be really good. Could be. But I doubt it's going to happen. But regardless of that, I think Hiroshi Tanahashi is winning the title. And Kenny Omega is going with the Elite wherever they're going. And there we go. That is uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13. Coming your way January 4th, uh, 2019, from the Tokyo Dome. Um, check it out on Fight TV or. And New Japan Pro World and eventually on Access TV on tape delay or whatever, however they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna show the whole thing in its entirety this year as opposed to have they done it in the past where they'll show broken up into like four or five different episodes and have it like here's 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 an episode with these couple matches, here's an episode with these couple matches. Um but yeah, so go check it out. Um thank you for listening. Uh this is another yeah, this isn't too long of an episode, but still, a uh, lot, lot to cover, ending the year. Um, so want to Hopefully everyone had a good Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year's coming up, so Happy New Year to everyone, uh, thanks for listening to you, to me to the One Man Renegade podcast all, all 2018 and 2019, I'll be right back at it. Um, I don't know when my first episode will be. But if not before, definitely for the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver and all that stuff. Um, although there is another NXT TakeOver UK coming up on January, I think it's the 12th. So, may cover that, I don't know yet. Um, I still don't know what's really going on for that. The only thing they've announced so so far is Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley and then the finals of the tag tournament. Um... As far as I know, that's the only thing I've heard. That's the the only thing I've heard on TV. I'm sure it's all been announced because this stuff was taped a long time ago. But I don't, I don't try to, I don't, I'm not into the spoiler thing. Um, There we go. Uh, So thanks for listening. Of course, always go to the blog at RazorVader.blogspot.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. You know, leave a review. Give me five stars. All that fun stuff. Uh, You can hit me up on Twitter at RazorVader. All that good stuff, and um, happy New Year! And we'll talk to you next year. Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all acquaintance be forgot and days of old? Anxiety?